Framework is a show consecrated to field recording and its use in composition. Field recording, phonography, the art of sound hunting. Open your ears and listen. Framework A Field is a series of special editions curated and produced by guest artists from around the world. A new edition airs every second week, alternating with our usual Framework broadcasts. For more information, see our website at www.frameworkradio.net. This edition has been produced by Felicity Ford and Valeria Merlini on behalf of the Framework Radio Documentation Workshop, which took place as part of the Toon City Festival in Tallinn, Estonia, July 2011. For more information, see www.tunedcity.net. I'm going to pass uh, the microphone to Felicity Ford, who's going to talk about a project. Uh, this is not uh, listed in the uh, presentations, but this is a workshop that's going on, and it's uh, actually one day delay of the proceedings that happened the day before. So this is a project so in collaboration, collaboration with Pat Ginley's Framework, Framework Radio, Radio, and we are being recorded uh, as we're doing these sessions, and these sessions are being edited at night, and uh, a small segment is being put together um, one day later. But I'll let Felicity maybe take over and explain a little bit more, and we get a playback, an echo of an yesterday's echo of events. Yesterday's okay, thanks very much. Um, I think pretty much that you explained in a nutshell exactly what we're doing. There's a number of us uh, doing a workshop on behalf of Patrick McGinley and the Framework radio show, which he's been running for nine years now on Resonance FM. And um, there's going to be two outcomes of this workshop. One is that every day we will play a kind of, uh, like a, a reportage and a creative interpretation and a sort of extension of the ideas of the day before so we're not only wanting to straightforwardly document the conference but also to take some of the ideas of tuned city and extend them into creative recording and sound practice so every day we're going to be making these recordings from uh, all the events the conferences the talks the installations the sound map uh, and then playing them back to give you a, a flavor of what else is happening at tuned city and you'll probably see us all the way through the rest of the festival running around with microphones recording um, what's going on. The second aim of the Framework Documentation Workshop was to make this radio show um, for Framework and to bring some of our sonic impressions from Tune City to you.
The audio played at the very start of this radio show was Raviv introducing the idea of the framework shorts. These were recorded each day at the Tuned City Festival by myself, Valeria Malini, Caddy Pilt, Lewis McGuffey, Kaiser Samuelselg, and Daniel Allen, and they were played back the next day to everyone gathered for the talks as a kind of reminder or a sonic snapshot of the previous day's events. For this radio show, we decided to maintain the order of the days so that you can have a sense of what it was like in Tallinn, what was said, the ideas that were shared, the sounds which were created and found with the Tune City sound map, and the richness of the overall experience. However, this is not a straightforward documentary, and we wanted to give the sounds we heard in Tallinn space to breathe here, to let the documentation itself become its own story, and to speak to your open ears with a mixture of memory, digital recordings, and a creativity of radio making. So this is not the story of the Tune City Festival, but it is one story, a collection of impressions of what Tune City was about, and most importantly, what Tune City sounded like. Very loud and clear and pronounce it nicely, give me three words that come to mind first uh, in regards to the Tune City Festival. It can be arbitrary. Three words? Three words, yeah. Please. Sound, sound and sound. Site-specific sound. Imaginative. Diffuse. Fidelity. Words. Mm. City, like streets, and um, uh, heat. Exchange. <laughs> Catching up. Learning. And pure joy. Sound. Impression. 
space. I think this kind of pieces are so um, tiny, so precise. It's always related to all the sounds which are in the space produced by the spectators, the auditors. I don't know, I was in the, in the front and it was very physical uh, feeling. Um, it's like um, different when you close your eyes and when you open the eyes. And I like a lot the physical way he was doing um, this concert. Every time I'm really impressed by the, the performance of the musician which is probably so concentrated on every single gesture and I'm really interested in this, in this deep relation he, he has with the, with the instrument. Uh, this is, these pieces on the edge of perception are obviously very difficult, uh, and and in 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 a, in a lot uh, for people who aren't, aren't aren't used to listening intently at that very very low level, and there's a psychological uh, uh, thing which happens in some audiences. They find the need to make a sound to fill the the, 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 the silence, and therefore you know start to do dry coughs when they're not actually choking or um, you know shift around on their seating. Uh, so, but, but, but this was an incredibly good audience. Um, and and I, know, I, I, just, I just think these pieces are great, which, which try to discover something fresh about a well-known instrument. with the maps and kind of looking for the sounds. So there, besides you, there are going to be many people in Tallinn experiencing this. Welcome to Tallinn. Thank you. Uh, good morning. I'm John Grisnik and uh, Everyone has one of these wrapped around their program booklet. Um, this is the sound map of Tallinn, uh, which was uh, the one I'm going to be talking about today. Um, the sound map phenomenon online means that you're sitting in front of the computer. Your interface is the virtual world. Um, and actually, the question came up, uh, how do we actually get people out back into the city? So how do we collect this information? Um, but rather than represent it through uh, recorded media, um, we would really like to get people to experience the place itself, not to remove the experience from the place. Uh, 
Um, and that's where this idea of this printed sound map came up. So what it says on the sound map about number 22 is Tallinn's main square at the centre of Old Town is host to tourists, market and other events year round, offering a constantly changing soundscape for anyone who enters. If you are lucky to catch a silent moment, one might sense the acoustic space of a medieval town centre of the 14th century and consider how radically the sounds we hear may change even when the architecture remains the same. Yeah, this is when there's no silence here of a medieval town. This is the loudness of, uh, of contemporary consumer culture <laughs> at its busiest. Is this belly dancing? And we put the recorder kind of inside Apollo because it's a very windy, it's like a windy passage. Yeah, just around the sort of the corner passage. Um, yeah, the wind seems to be whipping through it, but there is this small, small recess. Yeah. And this is called the Luhig, am I saying this right? The Luhig Yarg Gate. Especially right now, you can hear quite a lot of people, but you can't see any. You can hear them on the street come in. I can hear a guy laughing, and it sounds like people talking. But we can't see anybody. We can't see them, no. We're in this weird cornered passageway. So what it what is the what is the compressor? Well, in Estonia it's called composter, and it's like if you if you buy a ticket, you have to put it there because if you don't put it there, then it's not valid. You can't have a bus ride. So it shows that you bought the ticket and you used it on the bus. Yes. It's on the sound map as one of the endangered sounds because it might be a thing that isn't here forever. Yeah, yeah, because now we have newer ones as well. Not on this bus, but yeah. And they don't make that sound anymore. So if you were a person commuting every day in Estonia on a bus, then every day you would hear this sound. Yeah. And then one day... If you, if you take the bus, yeah. And then one day if it's not there anymore, then you don't hear that sound anymore. No. We had a workshop last year. Uh, entitled Sonic Surveys of Tallinn. Um, and the idea of the workshop was to kind of uh, really prepare ourselves and get out into the city uh, and try to explore Tallinn uh, as a space or place of sonic potential um, to seek out uh, one of the themes of these sonic landmarks. Uh, what are the sort of sound marks of Tallinn? Uh, what are the places that people are going to come 
hear uh, and identify with. So we're at the 12-tone uh, filter with one of the people responsible. Can you, can you tell me what is it and what does it do? What is it? It is an effective transformer for uh, traffic noise. The so-called bad noise uh, in the streets uh, by cars and trucks. Uh, and we want to uh, show that uh, you can tr transform it uh, with the tubes in something better. Traffic noise is a general problem in the cities and uh, the only uh, way to, to, uh, uh, to fight it is often to, to build in big walls and something like that. And so we want to show that there's, there, there are other ways 
that function too. And how does it work? It's a collection of what looks like black plastic tubes. Yes, that's it. <laughs> Only that. Ah. They are diff uh, tubes of different length and uh, they are t tuned. Uh, you can imagine uh, like an organ pipe. But I think uh, using sound recordings to document or analyze places is, is it involves a lot of decision making. What, what is it that we want to record? Do you want to record the sound at a particular point in space, like I did in the Sundown recordings? Do you think of our perception of sound as the most important thing? Should we record the sound as we hear it at our ears with binaural? microphones, or should we search for the sound sources themselves and record them? Um, are you looking for sound, sounds as, kind of, as of events, um, or as actions, or are you interested in the acoustics of the surrounding environment? So I think we're always making lots of choices, and it's as much an intellectual choice as a technical choice or technical problem. spatial typologies that exist within specific cities. So today is all going to be held here. Kulturi uh, Kartel, which is, uh, I think it's only Kartel is the name that they have changed it to now, um, is this space. It's actually originally a gas works that originated in 1880 and went through several transformations uh, to a turbine hall. And like all turbine halls that end their lives, they go into their next phase as a cultural institute. The microphone stays the day. We will be performing there on the whole first floor, and then uh, you just uh, listen and you can just walk. Um, okay. It's just um, a performance where uh, it's better to just uh, listen to the room and uh, listen to the, the spaces.
the sounds that, uh, that are made have some uh, basic principles uh, that mean that they uh, ne need to have uh, properties for uh, echolocation. There's been like a, a workshop going on the last few days and then it's culminated in this performance. Yeah, and were yeah. you working in the prison all the time? Yes, but, but we, we, we just worked uh, two days, uh, three days, two, uh, three days, but uh, half, half days, it was very short. Yeah. And what was it like to spend all that time like in the prison? What's your impression of this place? Well, it was, at first uh, I didn't know I really wanted to do something there. <laughs> So that was the first, uh, because it was really a heavy space. Prisons have their... The worst of the worst, whether you're locked in or locking in. Mm, yeah, and so it, it's a very... Hang on. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, I can sort of imagine. I've never been in a prison, so yeah. I don't know. No, it, it's What's just the whole. Good with this sound is that you you can walk the ruthless uh, places yeah. if you have standing ways. I mean, when you say that it goes. I would want to ask you right now. Please turn your mobile phones off, off, off. And um, it would be nice if you didn't take pictures that made little beepy noises either. Um, what we're going to present right now is very much focused on the acoustic situation and the acoustic architecture of the building. Kind of an acoustic tour of Vinahal. The story of the house is sad.
Yes, that's it. That's it there. Right, it's, it's on the left here. Actually. Just here yeah. Oh, sorry. It was built in uh, 1984 or 5, I think. It's something like an ideal city. There are several rings, you saw. And uh, sonically, you went into it. Uh, outside, there's the outer uh, street with the most noise. And you get to the next ring, fewer noise. And you get here. And I expected that it was the quietest place in the center, but there was this fountain. So it wasn't quiet, but it was a nice, uh, yeah, well, about sound. It's, it's an ideal space, I think. It's, it's good.
three words about your city? Uh, I have four. Okay, excellent. So far, so good. Well, I don't have a lot to say this morning. I'm just waiting for the lecturers to come. And three uh, words. Three? Three words. Ah, three words. Really, you mean... Yeah. Liter literally, you want three words. Three words. Okay. Um, density. <laughs> lack of time. <laughs> and uh, meetings. It's a really great project. It's a so great project. <laughs> Amazing project. A very funny project. Sexy. Sexy project. No bullshit project. There's a sonic intervention in uh, the urban landscape using the acoustic resonance produced when you introduce a microphone into a drain pipe which is a very unusual thing to do uh, but it produces a unique result it's a new way of listening to the sounds that we listen to every day in a town um, using a microphone to get a new version of things that we see and do every day
So we're in the in the Chromatico, uh, which is number fifty on the Tallinn um, tuned city sound map. And it says this sculpture piece by Lucas Kuhner is sensual and didactic, a one-on-one -on -one experience which invites to the journey through the twelve half tones volumes of the octave from F to E. This art piece allows the audience to actually enter the artwork and to discover and understand space in relation to its frequencies. The sculpture is a visualisation of the chromatic scale, well-tempered, which represents the musical intonation of Occidental culture since the Baroque era. Nearly all classic and popular music compositions have followed these parameters since. So, so each one of these chambers is attenuated to one of the frequencies, is that right, of the chromatic scale? What we've been doing is we've been uh, walking around with uh, 40 kilos of uh, batteries and speaker magnets on this one and it's really heavy. So uh, we've been walking around and uh, testing different sites with a, a, a method I, uh, I recently, uh, I recently uh, developed called the, uh, the Tactile Acoustic Interventionist Approach.
sort of appropriated this space and now we want to play more in depth with it. Rotterman Center is really important in like many aspects. Rotterman was the name of the factory owner there. They had okay. a coal, no, not coal, that, um, what's the thing that you make bread of? Flour. Flour? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was the name of the huge, uh, one of the first private entrepreneurs. I think it was uh, beginning of 20th century or the, somewhere there and the, the guy's name was Rotterman. It was all the complex, you know, because the, there is now, it's uh, rebuilt, uh, the Estonian uh, Architecture Museum uh, was the storage, and there was this uh, factory buildings, and uh, it's actually quite interesting because now they, um, let's say, two or three years ago renovated the whole space, and now it's like experimental architectural design there. I've seen many of these spaces where you take these old industrial areas and you uh, you uh, turn them into a sort of a business and a, a big uh, events, <laughs> entertainment consumption areas, and uh, then it turns a bit dead, you know. But this space actually works, I think. It actually works from a, you know, from a architectural city planning point of view. I think it actually works really good because it's really lively with people, and there's like, a, I don't know how they managed to do it, but there's like, a, there's a really good mix of these big, uh, almost like these big corporation buildings right next to the skateboard ramp, and it was really, that's a really nice mix, I think. What's the inspiration for this? It's next to a former sea fortress and uh, it's like a typical way that these uh, site-specific uh, things start out. There's some elements, like there's wind, there's the concrete pillars, there's some military uh, structure, there's the possibility to make this wind operated, you know, and you know, a mix of things. So, you know, out of this, and <laughs> I just wanted to use megaphones for this. So I thought I'd do sound torpedoes. So that's the inspiration. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I just thought it would uh, suit this uh, sort of background, uh, eerie background there. And some people have commented that. It, yes, especially yesterday. Today it's sunny, you know, it's like a bright day. But yesterday it was sort of misty, very kind of grey and they really sort of looked fit into the scene but the sound it makes now it's uh, different because it's the last 10 minutes of the installation and all the batteries are depleted so so that's why it's making this sharp noise it's it's saying that uh, that, that I'm dying I'm dying you know <laughs> before 
two, for two days they were making sort of really mellow kind of sound, you know. But I was just interested what might, what it, or what's the uh, limit of this, the batteries? It's always a miss, hit and miss, you know. So now it's, it's some of, one, one is not working, one is not making sound. But one is really loud, and that the loudness comes from the fact actually that uh, the battery is rather dead. The original, I think the, the second one makes the, uh, the sound that it has been making for two days. Okay, yeah, so cool. But it's always, you know, it changes, but it's a process. So you didn't, you didn't have the idea of torpedoes and then come here? You no. came here first and then had the yeah, idea? Yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. of the building just in the landscape just being very sonorous like it just becomes this huge sound object Amazingly, using the acoustics of uh, this uh, place and all kinds of possibilities of her voice or altering the voice via all the equipment she had there and um, and the and the personal experience. I mean, that was you know, uh, I don't know if you can call it the transcendental music. <laughs> Wasn't but it you too know, loud? Uh, I had air, air, air plugs, good ones. I mean, it didn't take any good things away, but it took away the, the, the bad things. So I was alright, and and 
Yeah. Well, at, at the time I was asking that this is the madness uh, of uh, of um, we, what every, every person has inside, you know. The musicians and artists and makers who made the city of Tallinn resonate in the many ways you have heard here are geographically scattered now and have returned to the many places from which we all hail. But many of the sounds heard in this radio show can still be heard in Tallinn because they belong to that place. The acoustics of the buildings and spaces explored during the Tune City Festival can still be heard in the many places where it took place, such as the old coal factory that has Kulturi Kartel, the derelict secondary school in Veka Oizma, the crumbling old Tallinn prison and the art gallery Kumu. The sounds of the boats in the harbour and the bells around the city and the trams and all the other sounds so specific to Tallinn are still happening there. To hear them, you just need to go there, open your ears, and listen.
You have been listening to Framework Afield. For more information, see our website at www.frameworkradio.net. Thanks for listening.